0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Remarkable You podcast. This is John Zanzarella, and alongside me, as always, Chris Desi. There you go. That was a good one. Is that better? I felt anyway. good about that one. We're, we're getting the hang of this thing, uh, you know, as our 13th episode rolls around. So keep expecting us Lucky to improve. 13. Is We're that Italian. what
1: is? Number 13 is lucky for us. Is it?
0: Yeah. No one told me that. You're not a good in Italian. In 29 years of being I don't know Italian. why, so I'm not really a good Italian, but I, I, I yeah. 13. Perhaps by the end of the episode, I'll Google it, and we'll see we why 13 it. is lucky. Yeah. So, uh, so today, in case anyone saw Chris's tweet, we are going to be talking about some news that hit the... Uh, airwaves earlier today, uh, a major announcement from a major company we're all familiar with. ESPN is laying off a Ban-na-na. large batch nice, of employees. Like that, right? <laughs> um, 350 employees uh, and every single six-figure earner at the company was reviewed. Now, this is part of a process um, that's going to go on over two years where Disney has essentially reached out to ESPN, Disney owns ESPN, and they said, look, you need to cut $100 million from your budget this year. And then $250 million from your budget in 2017. Now, just to give you an idea of the landscape, Chris is going to talk to you about what these employees should be thinking about and how some of the current employees can insulate themselves from some of the future layoffs coming. But we think ESPN, and we live in a sports-driven culture. Yep. America, overwhelmingly, everyone knows ESPN. It's one of the most popular brands. So how does a company that, for all intents and purposes, is doing so well get to this point? And you see what happens with the technological day and age that we live in. Everybody is always on alert. Technology is changing so rapidly, you always need to keep up. And what's happened is companies like Netflix... And different streaming services have came about. And essentially, enough of our culture are cutting the cord with cable providers that it's caused ESPN concern. Now, when you look at the actual numbers, for every subscriber, a cable company pays ESPN $6. That's over six times more than the next network, which is TNT. So really... As this phenomenon started happening, and we know it firsthand because I'm one of the people who cut the cord, and I don't have cable anymore, and I'm an avid sports follower and enthusiast, but today you don't need to be in front of a TV to get that information. So that changed the game for ESPN, and now the employees are suffering the conf- consequences. So Chris, let me ask you, if you are one of the you know, over 300 employees who's getting that unfortunate news in the next couple days, what do you do first? I mean... Yeah. Firstly, if
1: you're one of those 300 and change, uh, sorry, that's a bummer, but you probably shouldn't be so surprised by it, I would say. I think... This has been in the news, and if you're familiar with ESPN and the business model, you know that it's suffering a little bit. Um, so you probably should have been working on your personal brand and your job search uh, previously and potentially had an appropriate network. As my father used to say, always be looking no matter what. My dad used to actually, like, get to a new job and update his resume. And we'd be like, Dad, why are you updating your resume? He's like, I'm always looking. Always always have those uh, the, the, the your eyes open. You never know. So – John and I were talking about it before we got on air here, and we were saying, you know, what are the top five things that these people can do? And right off the top of my head, I mean, it's pretty easy. Obviously, I would start at LinkedIn and start uh, improving your profile on LinkedIn. Um, I think it's okay to articulate that you are no longer at ESPN. I think that that's a huge mistake that people that are looking for a new job Don't do on ESPN, uh, pardon me, don't do on LinkedIn is that they pretend that they are still at that job. And such a public uh, layoff, round of layoffs, it's probably to your advantage to say that you're no longer there and that you were caught in that round of layoffs because it's sort of a no fault accident, right? It just happened. It's really not your fault. You're not getting fired for gross negligence, you're not getting fired for doing something inappropriate. Uh, and being shown the door expeditiously, you're probably getting some sort of appropriate severance package and you're not in a complete panic yet. I will say this, normal job searches, especially at a senior level, these are all executives with over six figures, they're all senior executives, takes more than three months. You're not going to find the right gig immediately. So if you have a four-month severance, a six-month severance, and you feel pretty confident about it, It doesn't matter. You need to get to work immediately. So update your LinkedIn profile. I always say and recommend that people, when they're writing their LinkedIn profile, don't write from the third person. Write from the first person. It's always going to be more compelling. Um, We know that you're writing it. We know that you're not having somebody else write it. So say, I, my name is so-and-so. I did this. I did that, et cetera, et cetera. I also like to see people not just talk about their title but talk about what they actually did. What is your forte? What are your superpowers? I am a motivator. I am a communicator. I am a uh, whatever – Whatever that might be. Uh, If you are uh, all about the the devils in the details and you're the guy that dots the I's and crosses the T's, talk about that beyond just your title because sometimes titles don't translate and if you're looking for a job in a different vertical, it might not necessarily be easily transferable. um, So you need to kind of spoon feed that. I would add any sort of publications, any sort of nonprofit volunteering that you're doing, show a little bit more depth into your personality on LinkedIn. Now, you want to be brave, you want to do something really unique, go ahead and start publishing on LinkedIn. And publishing on LinkedIn is going to... Be grounded in the experience that you've just been through at ESPN. I would say uh, the top five things to do if you found yourself unemployed and blog about the top five things that you think you should be doing now that you're unemployed. And at the end, you're like, P.S., my name is so and so, just been caught up in in a round of layoffs at ESPN, I'm executing these five things. Now all of a sudden you're writing about HR, you're writing about what you're experiencing, you're writing about what you're going through. What does that say to a hiring manager? This person is not sitting on their butt. This person is proactively thinking about what they want to do, where they want to do it, and how they want to do it. And now, potentially, you become a thought leader with for other executives that are going through the same exact process. Pretty incredible, right? Second thing is launch your blog. Now, you don't necessarily need to be blogging every single day of the job search after you've gotten laid off, but if you just purchase firstnamelastname.com, hugely impactful for Google search results. ESPN, ESPN announced that they're going to fire or lay off 300 or so executives. They may release names. They may release titles. People might get nervous and Google your name and say, oh my gosh, I know that Joe Smith works at ESPN. He certainly makes six figures and he's been there for 10 years. Let me Google his name to see if he was one of them. Now imagine if they Google your name and the first two search results are your updated LinkedIn profile with some content that you've posted on LinkedIn that's really compelling and really interesting and the second one is your new blog that you've just launched saying I've come out the other side I've just gotten laid off but I've got a billion and one things that I want to share with the world and I know that I've said this before but in the Remarkable You product you can purchase Uh, purchase the product which is about two hours worth of online tutorials i give a 15 minute video tutorial along with a blog post articulating exactly how to launch your blog for free you can go on my blog chrisdesi.com and see the steps i think it's 24 steps that walk you through how to actually launch your blog um which is super simple just clicking on the clicking on bluehost Purchasing URL, downloading uh, uh, ThemeForest theme, and then uploading it to execute your blog. Actually, don't have to pay for the Remarkable You product. You just go to my blog, chrisdesi.com. Search for how to launch your blog in 15 minutes, and you'll find all that content for free. Uh, I would say the third one is informational interviews. Um, My father was smart enough to recommend this to me when I was a dopey grad student. Didn't know whether I was going to work agency side or client side. He said, Chris, I work with this really great agency. They're called AGA. Um, My dad worked at Avon at the time. He's like, they're really excellent. They're really well run. Uh, The president is named Andy Russell. He's a super great guy. You should go in and talk to him. I went in and talked to Andy. The only reason why he actually took the meeting with me is because I put on my resume that I played rugby. Andy had played rugby at Princeton. We hit it off immediately. He had like five minutes to talk to me. Very quickly, I grilled him. I had five questions in advance that I just wanted to go through. I strongly recommend that. Gentle outreach. I'd love to meet with you for an informational interview. I have three questions that won't take up too much of your time. Please give a quick yes or no whether you you know have the time next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Simple Um, If they don't have the time to meet with you in person, jump on a phone call. Just ask them what they're doing, where they're doing it, how they're doing it, and that's it. There's no commitment. There's no stress on their part that they have to give you a job. You're just expanding your network in a really laid-back, casual, appropriate way, networking with other executives at your level, if not above your level. The fourth step I would say, and it's kind of a no-brainer for me, is if there are 300 or so executives that are being laid off from ESPN, get together expeditiously the minute it happens. If it happens tomorrow, throughout the course of the workday, I recommend that you find the other dudes and gals that have gotten laid off. Go to a bar, do a couple shots, get it out of your system. Okay, great, we're laid off. Meet the next day. Everybody bring your laptops, everybody bring your LinkedIn profiles, everybody link in, start recommending each other on LinkedIn publicly if it's genuine, saying what a great person that was to work with, what a phenomenal leader they were, all the wonderful things that you've seen from them so that you have a network of recommendations for each other and then regularly meet bi-weekly, weekly, whatever, try to do in-person, human being, flesh-to-flesh, touching meetings in person so that you can network. What are you up to? Who are you meeting with? What, what is your network? See, some somebody might have been prepared for this for six months and might have five job offerings and say, I'm only going to take too seriously but hey I know these other four you know three companies are, are looking for executives with our skill set you might want to go there leverage each other that are in the same boat create a network and if you want to take it to the next level create a group on LinkedIn for former ESPN employees that were caught up in the layoffs in October of 2015 make it a closed exclusive group that way you can share leads you could share information about headhunters you could share information about job interviews you could even a little collusion hey I went in this job interview they asked about the layoffs be prepared for this that and such it's not for me but I think Susie might be a great fit for it because when I worked with Susie on that project last year I would highly recommend her you gotta leverage each other fifth step if you are feeling hugely creative this is something in line with what I had done years ago when I purchased the URL FacebookShouldHireMe.com. If you know that there is another company that you are pining for, that you have respect for, that you've always wanted to work for, but heck, you're at ESPN, and who wants to leave ESPN? Well, guess what? ESPN just made that decision for you. I would be proactive, potentially buy the URL such and such company should hire me.com, and start blogging from there. And or if you've got twenty bucks a day. When you create your LinkedIn profile or you launch your blog, turn your blog content into an ad unit with a headshot, a nice headshot of you smiling, saying, I just got laid off from ESPN, but I'd love to work at Acme Company with information so that you're only running that ad unit to executives, CMOs, CEOs, COOs that work at that company. Perhaps it's MasterCard. Perhaps it's PepsiCo. And only senior executives on Facebook will see that ad. If nothing else... It will get you A, media coverage, B, attention, C, some sort of way to stand out from the rest. And those are my five things. They're easy. It's just sweat equity. It's just putting in the time and effort. You could probably do it all in a week.
0: And it's all there for the taking. That's my advice. Great advice. You covered a lot of ground there. Um, you know, Looking over the list now, the good thing about the five things that Chris just mentioned are that for those employees who are not in this round of layoffs, you know that more are coming over the next two years. Much of what Chris just said, you can start doing now in order to insulate yourself should that happen. Certainly, if you are still an employee at ESPN, recommend anyone that you worked with that was unfortunately laid off. And vice versa. Recommend anyone that you know who is still working at ESPN. You don't know where these executives who are laid off are going to end up. Chances are they end up in a great opportunity with a company, and at some point down the road, they'll be looking to hire a team of their own. Keeping those connections and being for them at this, being there for them at this time, could create even a deeper relationship uh, and allow you a foot in the door at a company down the road should you need it, or should you just want to go over there and grab it. Uh, The media buy is really interesting, Chris. I feel like a lot of our audience doesn't have familiarity with media buys, especially on a personal level on Facebook. Can you talk a little bit about the media buy you did around what's arguably your most popular blog post to date? Mm -hmm. It's very real, raw posts about what being an entrepreneur really is. Yeah. So uh, I just set the media buy at $20 a day. I
1: mean, frankly, if anybody lives in the New York Tri-state area, that's just lunch, right? So if you're willing to spend, if you're if you're now laid off and you're and you're eating your lunch at home, take what you were previously spending on your lunch in the city uh, and or in any major metropolitan area, White Plains, Stanford, in the tri-state area, Jersey City, et cetera, Newark, and spend it on a media buy and just see what happens. Uh, you'll get chatter, you'll get some content being posted, you'll get people being interested in um, what's going on within the media buy, and if you have your beautiful and or handsome face there, front and center, talking about what you did, I mean, this is the power of it, right? For You launch a blog, firstnamelastname.com, and you only post one page, super awesome. Write on that one page an extended version of your resume, an even further, further extended version of LinkedIn. If you're feeling brave, post a video. This is who I am, this is This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. This is how I'm doing it. This is what I'm looking for. This is my dream job. Here are the five companies that I really want to talk to. P.S. Five companies. Any employee of those five companies. If you're watching this, it probably means that you saw my ad that I ran on Facebook. I mean, it just says so much. I take initiative i 'm creative, I can get things done, I can move forward, I can move north south i don't and I don't have to worry about uh, anybody telling me what to do, how to do it, why to do it, when to do it, and you're now front and center in front of those people in the world 's largest social platform. Articulating what it is that you're good at. It's just all there for you. I mean, it's a consistent readership for me. I use it because it drives people to my blog, which drives people to get a free ebook, a 136 page ebook from me, which allows for me to, that's my lead magnet in order to get people's emails so that I can remarket to them and have a conversation with them about all the interesting things that we're doing, like this cool, super cool podcast. Um, if you really want to be creative with the blog, then go ahead and execute Sumo Me. Again, this goes back to Remarkable U. If you just purchase the product, that's, maybe that's step six. If all of this sounds like uh, Greek to you, spend the $599 on the Remarkable U product and spend the next two weeks going through the tutorial to learn what you should put on LinkedIn to figure out how you should launch your blog and figure out how you should build your personal brand and then go from there.
0: And the last one I'm going to cover that Chris mentioned earlier is just the informational interviews. I mean, this is this is probably the easiest one. Everyone can be doing this. Everyone should be doing this along the way. Oh, oh that's the one thing I wanted to say yep. also is that even if you didn't get caught up in these in
1: these in this round of layoffs, you should be doing almost everything. yeah, you should be doing almost everything. The blogging, yeah, obviously, it's, it's yeah. going to be a little bit different content, but you could still blog about you know what you're doing at ESPN. LinkedIn, improve your LinkedIn profile. You can do informational interviews on your lunch hour uh, outside of work hours, starting a networking group by pe- that people that are in your vertical within ESPN, I think is really compelling. and even outside of ESPN, people that do this similar type of job. like imagine, So, um, you know, imagine you're in marketing at ESPN and you just create a marketing group for people that work at, you know, insert publisher uh, that that would be synergistic to ESPN and just invite those people into that group. Um, The media buy is a little bit difficult because it'll be a little bit scary, whoever you want to get in front of, but you can really pick and choose who you want to be in front of. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily venture out into the media buy, but four of those things, LinkedIn, blog, informational interviews, and a networking group, you could do even if you're gainfully employed.
0: Absolutely. And and one thing I want to cover before we wrap up, because I feel like this is a, a good and lively conversation. Um, lively. For everyone who, almost everyone I talk to has their idea for the business that they want to launch. Now, right. whether they ever do it or not, I feel like there's going to be a large number of the people who are laid off who have an idea for a business of their own to fill a need in the market. Now, talk to me about how they attack that. So in my eyes, I see it this way. If you are laid off, now's the time to explore that. Take informational interviews and talk about this idea of yours. See who else of the 300 in the networking group may have a similar idea, where there may be some synergy amongst ideas. Start exploring that now because it's probably your best time to do it, but do everything in conjunction with finding your next job. I think think the most important advice that I've gotten recently
1: that – would have changed the game for me years ago and I wish I'd gotten the advice earlier was from David Kidder and he said go to the smartest most networked powerful people you know and ask them if money was no object what what company would you launch tomorrow that would solve your biggest problem that you face right now now We've done that. John and I have done that for a couple of executives. The f- answers are phenomenal. They are fascinating. They are compelling. And, you know, We've got a pretty good thing going here with Silverback and with the Remarkable U product and the podcast and the books and all that other stuff and personal branding. However, some of the ideas that we got were mind-blowing, and there are companies that don't do some of these things. Now, we asked executives from big companies, from IBM, from eBay, from Travelocity, from AccuWeather, Go to your network and ask them that question. And if you said, "Listen, I just got laid off. Now is my opportunity. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it again." Uh, granted, I had the cushy six-figure job, but I was really good with my money. I've put some savings away. I've got two years where I can, you know, pop it into cruise control and really excel uh, on on a couple of ideas. And I just hadn't been noodling on the idea. But you know, help me out with this question. It's a great way to start. And you never know; they might just say, "Listen." Here's the here's the B in my bonnet, but why don't you just come in for an interview because we could really use a person like you and maybe that's the curveball that gets you a job. So it's informational interview, but asking the right questions when you do go on those informational interviews.
0: Great. So I mean that wraps up what we wanted to cover as far as that news story today. Um, you know, Chris will be the first to tell you. Being laid off sucks, uh, but Delicious. we would argue that today more than ever there's opportunity out there for you to find uh, you know a much better open door for the one that just closed. And before we wrap up, we did uh, look up the Italian number 13, uh, <laughs> lifeinitaly.com. I always thought my great-grandfather was kidding when he used to say number 13 was luckily. Apparently... He was serious, and the Italian concept of lucky and unlucky numbers is different from other parts of the world. Some older Italian-Americans still hold the belief of lucky 13, especially when gambling. So I think that's the difference. Older Italian-American being you, younger yeah, being me, you, you, you still of a, hold you the son belief.
1: Of a, you son of a to anybody that's (laughs) listening right now John Zanzarella has never seen Star Wars how does that sit with you? I saw one and I may may have fell asleep how does that sit with you? (laughs) That he's never really seen Star Wars, email me, Chris Desi at SilverbackSocial.com. I wanna hear how you feel about that. And and maybe on the next podcast we'll we'll discuss my my reaction to your comments about the amazing trailer yeah. for the new Star Wars that's coming out. I couldn't I'm not gonna get into yeah. it because I'm gonna get upset. Let's just I'm I'm happy that I was right about the 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 Italian Lucky 13. And Milwaukee as well. Yes, earlier, And we'll talk about Milwaukee on, on the other podcast.
0: All right. So next podcast, we'll talk about <laughs> why that trailer took up five minutes of Monday Night Football. And uh, we'll have some great. other good topics for you. Have a great day. Bye-bye.